My youngest, he's always asking, Mom, when can I go bow hunting with you? And I was like, I haven't been bow hunting yet. And you just see her almost wanting to be in tears because she was so excited for me. (laughs) I just start laughing my ass off. It sounds kind of scary, but it's probably the most calmest moment for me. And that's when I knew I was like, I know I can do this. Basically, whenever you have all that hard work come down to that point, it's like you're getting connected with nature. And I feel like that's when kind of things just happen. Hi, this is Brittany Frosser, and you're listening to The Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. I've been blessed to harvest 22 of the 29 North American animals with my bow. My personal 24-hour record for death threats is 88. They will start putting two and two together and realize this is how you call bulls in. So when I go hunting now, that's the ethos I take with me. You know, whatever whatever this hunt is going to throw at you, you pull your big girl pants up and you get on with it. Giant bucks are freaking awesome. They're beautiful. But you know what? I would not trade this first puck for anything in the world. So I'm really, I'm a geek. Magicians and dragons and magic swords. <laughs> I shit you not, man. I'm the biggest dork in the gun business. I'm Freddie Hartice, Hollywood Hunter. This is Aaron Snyder. Hey, this is Trevin Stoltzfus with Outback Outdoors. This is Rihanna Carey. Hi, this is John Sloan of the Interviews with the Haunting Masters. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of The Wild Initiative, brought to you as part of the Waypoint Podcast Network. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. All right, y'all. So today's podcast has been a long time in the coming. I am super excited to have my good friend and honestly, one of probably my longest term supporters with uh the wild initiative and originally living country in the city i'm very excited to have my good friend Brittany prosser on Brittany, i'm so glad we're finally getting to do this yes i'm actually pretty excited too <laughs> <laughs> and i know you're a little bit we were talking earlier you're a little bit nervous about coming on mm-hmm. and i have i'm very excited to hear about your story um but i want to start out with just a little bit about you and really where did you kind of find your excitement and inspiration for getting out and going hunting? What started all of this? Oh boy. That's a really good question. Well, I've always uh, had a love for the outdoors ever since I was a kid and growing up 
So backstory real quick. I, I didn't grow up with siblings or anything like that. Maybe some step siblings and whatnot, but I would stay at my aunt's house a lot and she had six boys. So I got roughed up pretty good um, when I was younger. Um, And they're definitely more like brothers to me and stuff. So, but we were always like exploring and like jumping out the top window at night and like making these tunnels through these, like uh, the sticker bushes all the way down to the pond and catching frogs in the middle of the night. Like, so I've just always kind of had like that sense of adventure, I suppose. But uh, as I got older, I enjoyed going camping and hiking and all that kind of stuff. And I got really into hiking for a while and just being out in it all. And my friend, Melissa, she's, uh, I call her my summit sister. (laughs) We have a couple other big hikes coming up soon. So I'm really, really excited for that. Um, And it's actually kind of funny. A lot of hunters that I talk to, they're like, why would you go hiking and not actually do anything, <laughs> you know, cause they only hike to hunt kind of thing, you know? So it kind of cracks me up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think at that time, I think it was on Facebook of all fucking places. Oh, sorry. I don't know. Can I cuss on here? Okay. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, and I, I just remember like all these, um, like negative things about hunting kept popping up on my Facebook feed. And, you know, I actually almost went vegan at that time because of how bad that was for me. And uh, then I just really started doing a lot of different research and things like that. And um, I ended up stumbling across Cameron Haynes and Joe Rogan and stuff, obviously, and just hearing their side of hunting and what it means and I just kind of felt like deep down in my core, that's like who I am and um, doing some research and I like bought hunting books and all sorts of stuff. And um, one day I was cleaning my cousin's house and he mentioned that his brother was going to be taking him hunting. And I was like, can I go? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, but you can't get a tag or anything. It's way too late. I'm like, I don't care. Like I want to go. So made that plan for my first hunting trip. I didn't have a tag or my gun or anything. And I just went for the experience and wanted to learn. And that's kind of how it really all snowballed into everything else. <laughs> so how long ago was this the the first hunt? Uh, I was trying to calculate that. I think it was five years ago. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was when I got to skin my first, my first deer. Um, so that was actually really cool. And um, there's actually a story behind that, too. I was just so into it while it was hanging and stuff. And my uncle, we call him Hippie. And I I don't know if you saw those pictures, our, our hunting group pictures. He's like super old man, like long gray beard, long gray hair. He's like this old school, like mountain man. And um, but he always gives people nicknames. And we were sitting there and uh, skinning this thing and I was like, how come I haven't gotten a nickname yet? And he's like, well, I'll just call you Slowpoke because I was going so slow just because I was like enjoying the learning the process. process. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, fine, whatever. And I start like going faster. And my cousin comes up and wanted to get on one of the legs. And I turned the knife around to do the hook side. And I start yanking down and I was in a hurry. And I have a scar on my hand right there. Um, it just went right into my hand and I was like, 
oh crap. (laughs) We all go inside and they take care of me and what, whatever. And my uncle's like, well, now, now you got your nickname. Now I can call you Crip. And I was like, does that mean, cause I'm bleeding? Like I thought he meant like Crips and blood for some reason. (laughs) And my cousin just starts busting up laughing and he's like, no, because you're fucking cripple. (laughs) So they forever call me Crip now. (laughs) So we, it sounds like then we started really getting into hunting right around the same time then. Yeah. Um, so that was your kind of first experience. What really, what, what were your steps after that? So you, you kind of went out, you had this first experience with your family. Mm -hmm. What were your steps after that to, to keep learning and keep getting involved? Um, it was extremely motivating and to read so much about it previously and then to do more of like the hands-on stuff, you can read for days, but it doesn't compare to like the actual experiences that you experience out there. So I, I started wanting to work out even more. <laughs> like my stamina out there was really awful that year because <laughs> um, we were walking around a lot. And uh, yeah, just anything I could learn, try and follow more people on Instagram, um, just kind of getting and kind of weeding through some of like the, I want to say like over glorified parts of hunting and stuff like that as a newbie can be pretty eye appealing and whatnot. But in the end, it's, you know, like the true hunters out there that are really down to earth and really have a good head on their shoulders is kind of who I like to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like you've built a pretty good community of, of friends around you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of similar to what I did. I'm like, well, I don't know anybody that does this. And so <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to kind of, if I'm going to learn from people and build this community, I want to find really smart people who are, who are some of the people that have inspired you and you've kind of tried to gather around yourself. Um, it's so hard because like, there's so many good hunters out there. This um, is your Oscar speech right now. And you, you got to make sure you thank the director and yeah, there's too many the other, people your, to thank. Your co-stars really. <laughs> <and> all. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh goodness. Um, I want to say, I mean, it started off with Ava Shockey, but in fairness, uh, she's kind of one of piqued my interest in hunting as well, but probably for completely different reasons. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <We> can <laughs> any any red blooded American uh, American boy. <laughs> I mean, come she, on, she's definitely a hot lady. Um, this was back when she was single. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, she's still hot, even though. She's oh yes, taken, absolutely. You yes. know, you know, but. Uh, that cracks me up um yeah I don't know it's it's hard because like I tended or tended I tend to draw towards um a lot of like the female side of stuff because for me personally as a at least in the beginning a new female hunter you know granted a lot of the men were really good to look up to as well. Like I still absolutely adore Brian call and Brian and, you know, um, Steven Ornella is fucking phenomenal. Like I absolutely love that guy, but as for women and even ones that aren't, um, I guess fully in like the, the hunting spotlight, I suppose my great friend, Laura, you know, Laura, um, Mm -hmm. 
I fucking love her. She's an amazing, amazing person and mom. Um, So that's another thing too, that I kind of draw towards our women out in the wild that also have family to take care of too. And I just feel like I can relate to that a lot. (laughs) So it's easier (laughs) to follow, I guess, and make those connections. So yeah. Or uh, even Jess, I I really enjoy following Jess too. Which is kind of how we officially met. <laughs> was it? Uh, was that how you you kind of found my my account and my stuff? Was it uh, after my podcast with Jess, or when I went out to Texas, or? Um. So I'm not really sure how I stumbled upon your podcast. I can't remember. <laughs> it was probably just like a mod podge of things, but I just remember Jess making a post because she was doing some sort of traveling, and she's like, "Hey, I need some podcast ideas to listen to." And I brought up your podcast. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah. I remember I, that post. Yeah. And then she ended up, I think, tagging you in it and being like, yeah, I was on one of his podcasts. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> well, there's that. And I remember, I mean, a lot more recently, you know, you've been responsible for a few few guests I've had on the podcast. Yeah. I yeah. know. Um, I remember you'd reached out and you're like, you have to talk to this girl, Laura Zara. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to write it down. And I didn't write it down. And I completely like, it just forgot. <laughs> and, um, I was on, I, I can't remember who I had on, but I had him on the podcast and I was going through their Instagram pulling pictures and, uh, Laura popped up and I was like, that's the person that Brittany told me about. Holy crap. And I, so I, I reached out and uh, yeah. Laura and I, I consider Laura a friend now and, yeah. you know, and yeah. And, and talk about badass women. Oh, um, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag goals for me. I want to be like Laura. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I love Laura. Uh, she's not quite right though. I will give her that. And she'll be the first one to, to say that uh, any, any, <laughs> anyone, I would say this about anyone that like crawls into bear dens um, and just <laughs> disappears out into the woods like she does. Can't yeah. can't be quite right. And I say that with the utmost love for Laura. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, she'll take that as a huge compliment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So you you went on your first hunt. What mm-hmm. are maybe some highlights since then, and maybe some learnings kind of along the way as you've been figuring this out. Oh man, definitely. Regardless if you're hiking or hunting, (laughs) the mountain will freaking humble you for sure. Like every time the mountain Um, always wins. Oh, every time (laughs) I always like the second, I think it was the second season of elk that I did. Um, was it that? I don't know. They kind of start blending together after a little while, but I had an elk in my sights and I was so nervous at that point, but like, I can't even explain like exactly how I felt, but I was excited because there was two of them down there, down this embankment or whatever. And uh, I was trying to get my cousin's attention. (laughs) And because I was getting his attention, it drawed attention to me. And so the elk were just like staring at me and he's like, well, like, what are you doing? Like, get your gun up. Like, Like, so it just, I took too long, but it still stayed like the elk still stood there. But by the time I was ready to uh, squeeze the trigger, it like just slowly walked forward enough to where a tree was hiding it mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for me for an ethical shot. So I had to let that one go. And that was um, 
like I said, kind of a humbling experience. I thought I was going to be ready that year. And yeah, there's a lot that goes into hunting in general <laughs> and it, and I keep learning every year. So um, yeah, that was one, one highlight. Well, I mean, it's one of those funny things where I think every year I get that feeling mm-hmm. where I go in, I'm like, man, all the, I, I screwed up so bad this last year, <laughs> but you know what? I learned from it. Like this year, this year I'm ready. I'm ready. And <laughs> It's like, yeah, you may be more ready, but mm-hmm. at least for myself, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll guarantee you'd find a, a way to screw up in a completely different fashion. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's not always to the point where you don't take home an animal, but mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I create ample learning opportunities for myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was a big thing too. Well, and having an animal in my sights for the first time, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that because even though all the stuff that I learned and doing the hands-on stuff and, and going about things as best I can in that single moment, you're never sure if you're going to be ready for that or not. And it, as nervous as I was, I don't know, you guys, I don't know, anyone close to me knows I shake a lot in general. And so being nervous with a gun in my hand, that's kind of, it sounds kind of scary, but (laughs) um, it's probably the most calmest moment for me. And that's when I knew I was like, I know I can do this. So yeah. So I kept going with it. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. It's a it's a weird moment because I remember I remember wondering that myself. Like I've prepared for this for you know for months and months and months, and I've trained and I've studied and and I'm like, I think I'll be fine. But then you you kind of start overanalyzing, you're like, am I gonna totally choke like am i not going to be able to pull the trigger when i because i mean no no qualms about it this is a living creature you're about to kill yeah um that's a big fucking deal it's huge yeah (laughs) and it's like i don't know if and and i remember when it finally happened like the first time i drew on an animal and took a shot and then you know that whole process it was all of that prep was what took over Mm -hmm. And it was full on, I remember, you know, it's full on buck fever or a hog fever or, you know, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) But it was definitely, you know, everything else disappeared. It was just taking that next shot, Mm -hmm. you know, and all all of the philosophy around it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean shit when you're about to pull that trigger. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Exactly. That is exactly how I felt. So what ended up being the first animal that you actually took uh just this year so so this was i i couldn't remember if you had gotten some before this so this is i am really excited to hear this story (laughs) because when i saw you make that post i got so excited for you Brittany. (laughs) 
Um, I was pretty stoked. <laughs> so uh, it's been, you know, five years. You And you've been out several times, uh, mm-hmm. two or three times with Laura. Yeah, this was the third season for, okay. for Spring Bear. Yeah. And that was another cool thing, too, is that that was one of my goals, especially watching all these other hunters on Instagram, like they get to go to Montana or different states and stuff. I was like, I want to at least hunt in a different state. And um, at the time when I first met Laura, which is also funny because I met her on Instagram as well. Um, Actually, I'm wearing her jewelry (laughs) she made for me. But uh, yeah, it was just nice to be able to connect with her and stuff. But she lived in Washington, I believe, at the time. So really close to Idaho. We had to drive an hour into Idaho in order to go to the bait spot over there the first season. Um, The second season I was with her, we went to Hell's Canyon. And it was just me, her, and her mom. And we camped out for five days and literally just killed ourselves on fucking Hell's I've, Canyon. <laughs> I've heard hell from I've never I've never actually been into Hell's Canyon, but I've heard it is aptly named. It is. It is it well yes, but it's also stunning. Like really? I want to go back so bad. Yeah. We had such a blast <laughs> last year. Um definitely saw some bear last year, but oh gosh. I don't know if Laura wants me to tell that story. Well, I guess she posted it, I think can I tell that story first before this season? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So listen, this just like encompasses like how hard you work and then like something weird randomly happens. So we're glassing on top of this fridge and we're glassing down and uh, it was getting later in the day and um, we're like, okay, we only have a certain amount of time before we have to go back to camp and stuff. And so we're just like hoping. And I think it was my last day there because the next day was Mother's Day and I had to drive from Idaho all the way back home. So we, she ends up spotting, she, see, she said it was a bear. She's like, great, grab your pack, let's fucking go. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So we just start literally just hauling ass down this fucking bridge really fucking far all the way until you can't fucking go anymore. And we get down by this kind of like dried out Creek bed and there's like all these big old bushes and stuff. And, um, you see the bushes moving and stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is it. You know, like I'm going to get a fucking bear in fucking hell's Canyon. This is gonna be amazing. So we get the rifle all set up and everything. And, um, as I'm like trying to find it in the scope, she's still glass. And she's like, hold on, hold on. And I'm like, okay. She's like, fuck it's a fucking moose <laughs> <laughs> and you just see her almost like almost wanting to be in tears because she was so excited for me <laughs> and like, I just start laughing my ass off but obviously quietly still and I'm like I, well at least I got to see a moose like that's freaking cool <laughs> like, but to go all the way down that ridge was just Yo, fucking, geez, yeah yeah well funny enough I uh and what's actually funny enough is I, I just posted the video of this reposted the video of this on TikTok this morning, but I was out, I was out fishing up in the tobacco roots. Mm-hmm. It was like a random Tuesday afternoon and I was just stressed out. I'm like, screw this. I closed the laptop, packed up all my crap, just threw it in the truck, grabbed the dogs and just drove out into the mountains, found a lake and crashed out for the night and fly fish that morning. Well, I'm setting up my, that morning, I'm like setting up my rod and I got the dogs just kind of wandering around, uh, at the, the foot of the truck and I'm sitting on the tail and I'm doing stuff, doing stuff. And I look up and all I see is this big blackish brown rump moving through the bushes. And 
I'm like, great. My pistol and bear spray are actually in the cab of the truck. My yeah. dogs, I like, I, I'm not worried about myself, but my dogs are like wandering around. And so I'm trying to get them and I'm like, great. There's a oh, bear. No. And I'm like, and then there's also the part of me that like, this thing's like 75 yards away and I want to film the damn thing too. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, I'm having all of these conflicting feelings about what I need to do next. And then pops out a moose, same thing. So I, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah. Cause in those <laughs> Because in the big old bushes and stuff, that's all she could see was like the back half and from far away, you know, and you're glassing, yeah. you know, it definitely looks possibly like a bear. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. So suffice oh, to man. say, you've had two seasons of a lot of hard work and some excitement, but no no success when it comes to filling tags. And then, yes. then we, we come, come to uh, this last, yeah. this last spring season. Yes. Um, me and Laura, we always stay in contact and stuff like that. Even not during hunting season. Um, she, her and her husband and her kids, like I, like, I can't say enough good things about them and how amazing they are. Just so down to earth, big hearted people. And I freaking love her kids. They're so freaking hilarious. Um, I actually got to spend some time with her kids this trip. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So she was sending me some trail cam pictures and things like that. The the different bears that were coming into the bait spots and which was super helpful because for me, like knowing sort of what's down there was really nice for me to visually see that. And I was just like, nope, this is my fucking year. I, I'm getting my bear. I'm getting, this will be my first tag filled like I'm I'm ready and um I think putting it out there too at first I felt kind of cocky because I'm not like a <laughs> like oh I'm you know I don't know but I was like no I I'm getting my bear I'm definitely doing it this year and um I drive all the way to Idaho you know how long it takes to get <laughs> through all that I think it's like eight and a half hours to drive there but I settle into her house and we go sight in my gun and just kind of have fun with the kids and stuff that first day. Um, I didn't sleep like at all that night. I don't know if it was nerves or just the whole drive and being extremely like overly tired where I couldn't sleep and wake up at the butt crack of dawn the next day and, you know, get all our gear on, get our backpacks ready. And we head out to the spot and hike in and get all situated. And I'm like dog freaking tired still at that point. And so I end up like setting my rifle up because it was raining. So I didn't want the rain to get in my scope. So I couldn't like set it next to the tree or anything. And um, I have it like leaning up against me and I'm leaning up against the tree and I just start trying to take a nap, <laughs> um, which Laura has like a short video of that. So yeah, so I took a short nap, um, but we sat there for probably a good three hours before a bear came in. And it was crazy because, I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about bear until I started bear hunting and stuff, which is also something I really enjoy about hunting is that it's you're constantly learning about different animals and their environment and just all the things that help you also have more respect for that animal, too. So we're sitting there and pretty soon the bear comes in and both of us like sit up <laughs> and she gets her camera ready and this bear just comes in and sits down right on its butt and she's, re she's recording and I have my sights on him and I was like, Hey, you ready? And she's like, ready whenever you are. <laughs> and I squeezed the trigger, got him. 
and uh, he kind of bolted off to the left and uh, we kind of rejoiced for uh, just a second because we didn't want to be overly excited yet, but we were just, you know, that (laughs) excitement of like, this fucking happens. Like, yes, like all this work is just finally coming together for this one moment. And um, once again, that was like the most calmest I've ever been. And uh, so we, we trekked down and, uh, you know, bears don't bleed a lot. So it's not like you can have a blood trail or anything to follow. So, um, and everything right now over in Idaho, it's been raining nonstop. So like everything is still green and like overgrown. <laughs> um, it's not dry and brown yet. And so it took us a minute to try and find him, but we were searching and whatnot. And uh, pretty soon we heard the the death moan. And that's when we could pinpoint him a bit better and come up on like on top of him just in case and then mm-hmm. um just go about it that way but yeah that was my first time hearing the death moan too and that is the most craziest freaking thing ever and uh we get down to it and i move him around a little bit and try and take a good look at him and stuff and like i wasn't once again i wasn't sure how i was gonna feel in those moments of like me taking a, a life you know so I definitely like, even now, like I want to cry a little bit, <laughs> like, it, but it's not like a bad cry. It's a, a thankful cry. You know, um, I definitely had like a good moment with the bear and we kind of, you know, did the posing and pictures and stuff and learning how to skin and dismember, I suppose the bear is so different than elk <laughs> and on the ground instead of hanging up is like, <laughs> it's the weirdest process, but yeah. I am kind of laughing a little bit at dismember. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you're, that's you're, another thing too. <laughs> you're quartering it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm quartering it. I, 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 I might start having to use dismember though. It just sounds so good. <laughs> well, I kind of like hesitate. I'm like, dismember is not the word I want to use. <laughs> but it sounds freaking awful. It's too good though. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it was quite the experience. And also, uh, Laura had the kids and stuff, not with us, but so she was only, um, had a limited time to actually hunt with me while I was there. Okay. And I told her, I was like, Nope, I'm getting the bear the first day. And then that way we can just like relax and have fun with the kids the rest of the time there. <laughs> and I was like, you have to be there. Cause if you're not there, like this wouldn't be what it, has been i guess for this this long you know and so um, she has as much invested in you getting that bear as you do kind of yeah absolutely and like i couldn't thank her and her family more i mean all the effort they put into the bait spots and stuff because it's not like i can travel to idaho to go bait a spot and then drive back to oregon (laughs) (laughs) so yeah all that effort and stuff and support and um yeah, I'm extremely grateful for sure. <laughs> I remember, I remember that feeling to where you get, get that first animal and whatever it is, uh, you know, for me, it was my mealy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like, you're so many people other than you are succeeding at that point when you've had so many people invest time and energy and yeah. information into you, yeah. it just adds to that fulfillment of, of all of that for sure. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I really, with all the information that I get from other people or knowledge, uh, just talking to other friends and stuff. And I mean, it could be about rifles. It could be about hunting. It could be about just the wilderness in general. Um, I really couldn't have done it without everybody. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm super grateful. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com waypointpod50 to get 50% off. And so then not only do you harvest your first bear, then you just kind of have to show off a little bit and (laughs) you bring a friend out with you after that. Right. Yeah. The very next day, actually. (laughs) And it's, it's crazy because I don't know like where to go in, in Idaho, you know, like I don't live there. I don't know a lot of places or anything like that. And so for me to navigate and get to us to that spot and then, help my friend get that bear <laughs> for his bear. So it's like two bears in two days. It was just like phenomenal for me because that was also a very cool experience too, to be able to be there when someone else gets their bear. So was, was that, cool. was that also over a bait spot or was mm-hmm. that a spot in stock? A uh, bait spot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's super exciting. And so what, uh, you know, have you, had any of the bear yet? Have you got it processed? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Summer sausage (laughs) and pepperoni right now. So, uh, and it's really good. That's another thing too, is I hadn't tried bear before. And so, um, yeah, the summer sausage is freaking delicious. (laughs) I, I love it. That's, that's one of those things, you know, I mean, I'm sure you, you follow Ryan and Brian (laughs) as well. And I, you know, I think from what I've, talk my times talking with ryan i think you know you'd be hard pressed uh to have him give up bear meat for just about anything (laughs) and so many people i mean and you i mean you probably know how it is that's the biggest criticism oh everyone everyone has of when you're bear hunting or or any sort of predator hunting it's like oh are you gonna go eat it damn straight i'm gonna eat it that's some good meat Exactly. Well, and I wasn't sure how it was going to taste either. Cause like I said, I hadn't tried it before, but I was like, well, no, I, if I'm harvesting something, I'm going to eat it. Like that's, that's just my perspective on it and how I go about that. But yeah. And it's such a big difference hunting non-predator to predator, <laughs> like racking an extra bullet in, in my chamber, just in case it has some sort of <laughs> excitement or extra, whatever they have there but well it's always it's always a little butt puckering to track a bear that you (laughs) you can't see yeah yeah Uh, and they're so freaking quiet too you know like they could be 20 yards from me in some thick brush and you have no freaking idea unless they make some sort of noise or 
Well, when you know? it's all greened up like that too, you don't have them crunching around, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot more, uh, there's yeah. a lot more brush hiding them. And if you got to get into some tight, you know, it's surprise. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, as a mom, what mm-hmm. do the what do the kids think of all of this? Have have they well, first of all, have they tried any of the summer sausage, the pepperoni, any of that? Yes. Um, my oldest ended up not liking it, surprisingly, because he likes pretty much everything. Uh, my youngest, he's like, Oh yeah, cool. Like he's just eating away at it. So um yeah, the boys, they I think they enjoy that I go hunting. My oldest, he wants to try and go hunting. Um, So I'm also trying to start him in that process and just do some beginner stuff and whatnot. My youngest, he's always asking, mom, when can I go bow hunting with you? And I was like, I haven't even been been bow hunting yet. But, um, you know, like I got him like one of those little kid bows and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so he's just like, yeah, I'm ready. And I'm like, (laughs) you're six. I was like, I can't take you hunting right now. But um, yeah, for them to be that excited and I'm just happy I'm able to bring in different types of meat and stuff like that for them to try. And like uh, when I did, I don't know if you remember when I did the beaver tail. I don't think (laughs) I I either didn't catch it or I don't remember it. So let's let's hear all about that. Oh, okay. So um, I was interested in beaver tail because of Steven Ranella and he had, I don't know if it was on like his show or maybe podcast. I don't know. So I have a buddy of mine that does trapping and all that kind of stuff. And so I get lots of stuff from them sometimes too. Mm -hmm. And so he got me his big old beaver tail and I was like, all right, cool. Let's, we're going to try to boil it and eat it and all that kind of stuff. And like, I tried, um, I guess like skinning it, but it was like a disaster (laughs) trying to skin that thing. Um, I did okay for my first time doing that, but yeah. And boiling it and then um, having me and my oldest try it, it was actually really good. It just kind of like melts in your mouth. There's not really any flavor to it. Mm. So it was cool to like dip it in like melted butter and like all sorts of stuff. And yeah, I have it on my Instagram somewhere. But. I'll, have to, I'll have to dig through and find that one. I, I don't remember <laughs> that, but that's awesome. Yeah. That's one of the things, you know, it's, you know, you probably saw, I've, I've been doing some trapping here on the property. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I, I, you, you've known me long enough, you know, I'm like, if it has to do with the outdoors or hunting or fishing or anything to do with it, I want to give it a try. Yeah. And so, you know, I had this opportunity to try trapping and I found some success with it. And, um, but uh, like the porcupine, I've heard it's great. I've heard it's great. Again, uh, Ryan Lampers swears uh, up and down by porcupine. That's like their Christmas dinner every oh, okay. year. And so I'm like, well, I got this big old porcupine and he was beefy. He was a large porcupine. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of meat on that sucker. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try crock potting it. And holy crap. That was, is it so, good? oh my gosh, it is so good. Like I <laughs> swear I would be hard pressed to say, mm-hmm there's a meat I like more than that porcupine. Um, And it's, I mean, it is so fatty. It's similar to bear where it's just really, really fatty. I don't think it's quite as greasy of a fat as bear is, but it is just, so I crock potted it and I save all of the, basically after I pull the meat out, all of that kind of juice that's left in the crock pot, I save it, 
put it in mm-hmm. the freezer and then reuse it next time I'm going to crock pot something. Oh, nice. Okay. It's something I learned from Hank Shaw when I did a podcast with him. It's called master stock. And okay. I, you know, and you can do it a bunch of different ways and separate out, I guess the, the meat types. I just basically just keep reusing it with everything I do. <laughs> but um, there was like, I, I fill up, uh, you know, a couple of jars full of this master stock after the fact. And after it settles, there's probably like an inch and a half, like layer of just fat floating on the top from after uh-huh. doing the porcupine. And it, it just makes everything now. So if I, whether I do chicken or venison or whatever it is, anything I put in there is just so rich and fatty when it comes out and it's so good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love reusing stuff like that too. That's like my favorite thing. That is, I like, I got to give Hank Shaw credit for, for teaching me that that master stock is like a, just a brilliant idea. So rather than just using new chicken stock or new beef stock or whatever it is, every time you're making something mm-hmm. reusing that, and it has all the, all the nutrients from the meat prior to that. It has all of the nutrients from the veggies and stuff that have kind of been broken down. You obviously strain it out. So you don't have, chunks of onion and tomato floating in it, but <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm rambling about it, but I love it. <laughs> I would love to try that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, and it's the funny thing is like, it, it's just keep, you know, it keeps growing from mm-hmm. all of the, uh, everything you put in there. So I started, you know, I had like one large jar. Mm-hmm. Now I've got like two large jars and like three pickle jars full of master stock and it just more oh and more and more. <laughs> I'm probably going to awesome. have to stop filling it up after a certain point, the freezer's getting a little full, <laughs> yeah. but that's awesome that, you know, like the, the kids are finding some interest in it, that they're, they're both interested in actually going out hunting. And then mm-hmm. how old's your oldest again? He's 14. It's 14. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's the age in Oregon for him to be able to get like a youth license or, um, I think he's of the age already. Um, I had already set him up with the online stuff or whatever for Oregon fishing wildlife, but I only got him like his crabbing and fishing type stuff on there. You know, okay. we haven't really full blown gone into the whole hunting thing. Cause I still want to take him out and work with him more on rifle and handguns and stuff like that too. And I have a buddy of mine that uh, older gentleman, I have too many guy friends that are named Mike and so I have to call them all by like their last names. So Odom is his last name. And um, he uh super knowledgeable about all sorts of different weapons and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're always trying to go out shooting with him and his his buddies because they have like some really fun stuff to shoot. So, yeah, I just definitely want to get that him more used to working all that type of stuff. So. Well, that is awesome. That's, that's really exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him get into the woods and get excited and the youngest, Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's probably not quite ready to be hiking through Hell's Canyon. Is he? No, <laughs> no. no, I took, I took them to uh, the eighth caves yesterday, um, introducing them to spelunking. Mm-hmm. Like it was only maybe like I guess like a mile and a half total in the cave on the easy side. And my youngest already had to go to the bathroom like halfway through and you can't go pee in the cave. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, Oh gosh. So he was actually really good about a lot of stuff during that. But like by the end of it, he's like, Oh, my legs are tired. I'm like, you wouldn't make it out in the woods. like. (laughs) (laughs) And you want to go ball hunting. (laughs) Yeah. I need to toughen this little boy up. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, but yeah, they, they love going on adventures and stuff. And I really enjoy showing them different, different things that the world has out there. So. All right. So if somebody is getting into hunting, kind of like we did as an adult and, oh, <laughs> or, or maybe they've even gotten into hunting and they're just, they're struggling over the years kind of to find that, that bit of a success. What, what advice or encouragement would you give that person? Just keep going. <laughs> um, it could be super stressful. It could be kind of a downer when like that one year I had the elk in my sights and I ended up basically freezing and not taking my shot. It really doesn't matter how much knowledge you gain. It's just really in that moment and who you are as a person. And I kind of feel like, um, Basically, whenever you have all that hard work come down to that point, it's like you're getting connected with nature. And I feel like that's when kind of things just happen. Yeah, I guess just keep going. <laughs> that's really, really it. Just stay humbled about it and stay strong. <laughs> all right. I also want you to give a little shout out for your wood burning. Oh, yeah. Um, I already forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, if you can go to my personal page um, on Instagram. I no longer have a Facebook. I got rid of it like months ago now. So yeah, just my personal page, uh, Unbound Wanderer. I do have my wood burning Instagram page now, which is Unbound Wanderer Pyrography um, is how it's pronounced, I suppose. But yeah, I do lots of little wood burning items and uh big items and I'm working on some other stuff too to get out there. So I'm really excited for a lot of stuff I'm working on. Um, I did do a little sneak peek recently of some small earrings that I'm making and I have a couple people I'm going to be collabing with too. So I'm pretty stoked about a lot of future stuff coming up. Well, I'm definitely going to make sure to link to that on the show notes page, mm -hmm. uh, which everyone can check out at thewildinitiative.com. Brittany, cool. I'm so glad we finally got to record a podcast together. Uh, yeah, I know. So <laughs> it's been a long happy. time coming. <laughs> uh, so happy for you on getting this bear. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. Getting a bear is a first harvest. You know, that's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. congratulations on that for sure. Thank you so much. Can I give one more shout out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Obviously to Laura. I just wanted to say thank you to her and definitely I kind of want to support her business as well. I buy so much of her antler jewelry, not just in support, but because I just love her stuff and I'm kind of hard on my jewelry too sometimes. So antler jewelry is like perfect for me. So definitely go check out her stuff at Western Sky Jewelry. I will link to that as well on the page. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. I had a great time chatting. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. It was nice to talk to you. All right, y'all, that'll do it for this episode of The Wild Initiative. Make sure to check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. Big thank you to Brittany for hopping on and for all her support through the years. Another huge congratulations to her on her first harvest and for taking a beautiful bear. Make sure you guys check out all of her socials and follow along. Uh, give some support for her wood burning. Would love to see that grow. Also, y'all, make sure you take a few minutes to uh, write a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. It's really huge for the podcast. I would appreciate that greatly. 
But y'all, that'll do it for this week. Looking forward to next time. But until then, I hope this episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to the Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more. Oh, can you hear me? I think we lost your mic. Uh Uh-oh. Unless it's, oh my gosh, no, it's not your fault. <laughs> my mute button's like way up here. Yeah. <laughs> there, and my freaking fly must have landed on it or something. <laughs>